Doesn't it seem like there's two things butting heads here today? Today is National Margarita Day. Wait on, a minute. On Ash Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Well, that's conflicting. There you go. Fish and chips and a margarita. Which, you know, when you think of fish and chips, I don't think of margaritas. Right. Think of a good ale. Mm. Stout. I mean, couldn't they have found a way to move Ash Wednesday? So it does not coincide with uh, National Margarita Day? It's a fair question. Or could National Margarita Day just you know, maybe be on a different day? Hmm. Well, stop by your favorite place and have a 99-cent margarita today. Hey, fish tacos and margaritas, that could work. Right? Uh, it could. That's You know what? That's a combination that mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's National Margarita Day or Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back in. Mornings with... Sharp and Hanley in 1620 The Zone. A little Sounds bit later, delicious. Bronson Arroyo is going to join us. Yes, that Bronson Arroyo, who is now a musician. All these pro athletes, they retire and they pick up the guitar and the microphone. Whether it be Zach Miller, mm-hmm. who's you know, dabbled with some country music and actually is really, really good. And now Bronson Arroyo, who was uh, dabbling with music while he was playing. Yeah, um, But now he is all in on it. So he's going to join us coming up at uh, 830 uh, last night, if you missed it, not sure how you did. Marquette walked into the building, and they beat Creighton. And they are in the driver's seat to win the Big East Championship as uh, Creighton, unable to close it out, had plenty of chances. I, I went back during the break. Man, that look by Trey Alexander <clears throat> on the three to take the lead. You couldn't ask for a better yeah. better look. But it, and, and there's, you know, now we're getting the... People want to discuss the officiating. I made my point about officiating. I thought they made the right call on Nemhart. I thought they made the right call on Shireman at the end of the game. If you really, really want to get agitated and want an explanation on a call, and this, even me, and you, know, you guys know this, I'm not one to bang on the officials, okay? I respect what they did, what they do. Um, my dad was one. I was one. So, and it, and it very rarely comes down to one particular call changes the entire game. Right. Okay? There were plenty of chances. The end of the first half, not opening up a 12-point lead to sleepwalking and Marquette punching you in the mouth to begin the second half. That's where this game was lost last night. But if you really want to get agitated, and I'm sure maybe in all of the last minute this was lost, whoo, about 2.45 to go last night. It's 65-62 Marquette. Missed shot by Marquette. The foul on Kalkbrenner, which I don't, I didn't yeah. see what the official saw to call the foul on Kalkbrenner. I thought that was a interesting call that was, was at that moment was a like, uh-oh, uh, we had a chance here. They missed a shot. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the rebound. And a call where there there wasn't like a lot of contact, I thought was kind of interesting at that moment in the game. But that was a key That was a key call at 245 because Marquette kept the basketball. Yeah. the And, and now that you bring that one up, okay, I, I remember that one too. And that, and that part of the game is where you did feel like maybe Marquette was a little bit back to being vulnerable. Because it was, I want to say, when Creighton cut it to a five-point game, and I can't remember if they had just hit a three. It might have been a Shireman three. I'm trying to remember if it was a two or whatever. You get it to five, and you could see Kolek. I mean, he kind of hammers the basketball down. Like, they're, they're kind of pissed. They're getting kind of frustrated. 
And so, yeah, you're about ready to get another possession. And it was light, if I remember that one correctly, too. Um, and look, everybody is always going to kind of look at these calls as you get into sort of the teeth of the game. And you can use the, the final two call and no call as an example of, okay, are these things that would have been called in the first half? And I, I think it's, it was funny on the, on the Nemhard foul that everyone's talking about is, you know, in a way it kind of reminds you of what we were talking about the day after the Super Bowl of like, okay, there was a hold there. Now, is that something that you call in that moment? You go back to, well, would that be called earlier in the game? I would like to think that if you're in a situation where it's kind of frantic and you're pressing to the point that you're trying to, you know, really glove the guy and you grab jersey, that it would be. And the timing of the whistle is what got everybody, just like in the Super Bowl. The, the, the timing of the flag was a little bit delayed, and so everybody was kind of focused on that part of it. And, yeah, but that, that moment, going back to the call printer one, that's where you felt like, okay, now Marquette, they went from being extremely advantageous when it came to their defense and being able to get points off those turnovers early in the second half to all of a sudden they were trying to hold on for dear life. And so that moment, is it's significant. Again, whether it was a bad call or not, that was a significant moment. I, I keep going back. I'm going to keep hammering this. That The game was lost last night, end of the first half, beginning of the second half. Live ball turnovers. I mean, Creighton turned it over 15 times last night. Nine of those were in the, the second half. But I'm now really going to focus on the last about two and a half minutes of the first half where there was an opportunity to go not only up 12, but to blow the game open. And somehow Marquette scratched and clawed to get it to eight, which was still yeah. going to the locker room. You felt pretty good. Mm -hmm. But Marquette had momentum at the end of the first half. That, kudos to Shaka Smart because they went from up eight or down eight, a bigger part of halftime, to in a blink of an eye, they were up 10 right. and never gave it back. Kind of on your point about when the whistle was blown. This is from uh, Dave, who has got you know, some knowledge of what it's like to be in those kind of moments. Um, Gary, spot on with regards to the referee's posturing after his call with two seconds left. As a former basketball official myself, the first thing I noticed was his reaction to Coach McDermott's reaction. You know you're going to catch flack, so that should already be baked into right. your mindset. And having been guilty of this myself, I might argue the referee actually over-anticipated a foul when he might have let it play out just a bit longer given the ball had yet to be inbounded. I agree. You that The hold happens before the ball comes into play and is are people beside themselves if you call it in the moment. But it adding to Dave's point, something Nick, you and I have talked about, and I don't, man, I don't know why it's more noticeable in college basketball because it's been happening in the NBA. Is it's like the delayed whistle? Yeah, yep. You know, in in hockey, we have the delayed penalty and the arm comes up mm -hmm. until the other team touches the puck that is going to go into the sin bin. The whistle sounds. Yeah, it's kind of like in basketball. Again, there's contact. I'm going to call the foul if the bucket doesn't go. But if you make the basket, we're good. Yeah, we're headed the other way. Right. But in that case, I think he could he could have clearly seen that Nemhard had his hand wrapped around, mm -hmm. and so he was Nemhard probably was trying to get the foul call before any time went off the clock. Right, and boom, you see it right away. Call it as the ball is probably in yeah. the air being inbounded. I don't think 
everybody is losing their mind. Right. And you know what? Here's another thing that I don't think people are bringing up. As soon as the hold does take place, look, it wasn't so egregious where he got tackled, but good on Cam Jones of selling it. Because you see an arm come around, you're feeling that contact, you know to get the attention, especially if the whistle's not initial like that, you're going to sell that. And it almost cost him. Because if it doesn't get called, period, Cam Jones is nowhere to be found, and Kalkbrenner's probably tying the game up. Um, yeah, yeah, because he had that look right there on, at the block. He's probably tying that up. But I do think there was probably a part of Cam Jones like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell this thing. Because it wasn't – he didn't tackle him. Nemhard didn't tackle him. But I, I, think there was, I think there was a little bit of play. And I think that's also a very good point that if you're, if you're Ryan Nemhard, you're thinking – about that part of, okay, let's get the foul called before any time goes off the clock, give ourselves a shot, and it doesn't get called, and all of a sudden your guy falls down, ball's in your player's hand, and then it gets called. It Just the delayed whistle, the optics of it, is going to get a huge reaction. Whether it was the right call or not, it's going to get a huge reaction. Here's another uh, perspective from uh, the official and how to handle those moments. If you're just tuning in, I have a major issue with Jeff Anderson last night and his reaction to Mac. In the moment, my man was, again, it appeared that he was ready to square up. <laughs> Clench fists. Mm-hmm. Iowa JD, when we have a coach and it's getting heated, we are taught as an official, put your hands behind your back. That way, your posture can never be taken wrong. Interesting. You know, I, I can't get over the look on, you know, you're human. You're going to react to, in the moment, heated moment, what Max says, what you say. But then you got to walk away. Yeah. Not like you're gonna throw down right there on the sideline. That's that's a bad bad look for a guy who gets a lot of premier Big East games right. and worked in the Final Four last year. And the clinch fist is interesting. Like I said, that was something I didn't even notice. But his overall sort of defensive nature when Mac, who is giving him an earful, like any coach would in that situation. And not even to say that that coach should be because it was the wrong call. Not even saying that. But given the gravity of the situation, any coach is going to be livid. And he immediately claps back. And it's a very sort of confrontational response without even seeing his hands. Because I didn't. That I that stood out to me like, wow. Because usually some of the best officials... You know, as we've been kind of talking about, they anticipate this is going to get a reaction out of the home bench, whether it's the head coach or the assistant coaches. I got to somehow be in between. I got to have to be the even keel guy here. And so I was really surprised, and it was very noticeable when he said, very forcefully, that's an effing foul, Mac. You could clearly read his lips is what he said there. And what I hate about even that and obviously even worse if you have clinched fists, is it comes across as you being very insecure with the call. You're being very defensive of the call. I would agree the call itself, if the whistle is timed correctly, is probably the right call. But it, the whistle was delayed a little bit, and so it, it, it is almost as if he didn't believe in his own call, and that's why he's getting defensive. And that only pours salt on that wound. For everybody involved in that. So, again, going back to the optics of it, clinch fist or not, just that very confrontational reaction was just a bad look. Yeah. Not, 
not a game last night where you lose. I mean, you had plenty of chances to find a way to win that game, and there have been cases, whether it be last week in Rhode Island or even in even in Cincinnati earlier this year against Xavier, Creighton couldn't get it done. It was a disjointed performance. It's not going to knock them off of a line. Those two teams were separated by one spot right. in the net ratings. Uh, it'll probably give Marquette a boost. If you thought they were a four, could they slide to a three? Creighton mm-hmm. will probably remain a five right now, but keep an eye. That game in Philadelphia all of a sudden gets very interesting off of a game like this yeah. and Villanova winning last night against Xavier, but a disjointed performance for Creighton. Great start. All of a sudden, and 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 not a, you know, you're not shooting lights out from beyond the arc, but you're finding a way to get to yeah. the rim. And then all of a sudden the bench is producing. Mm-hmm. Baylor Shireman without the headband is back. He's hitting shots. I mean, Reef. Off the bench, yeah. who I thought should have played more last night, especially Miller. when they were trying to figure out defensively and you know you go from man to a zone. Mm-hmm. But it was a disjointed performance because at some point before 10, we're going to have to put out an APB for Art Kaluma. I was... Ser- Art! Art, where, where are thou, Art? So I was going to text you and say, did something happen that? to did him? I, I did, did I just quote a little Shakespeare there? You, you did. did. You did. Bam! <laughs> that is an all-time first. First hour. Anything goes. I was going to text you and ask if uh, he got injured. Because seriously, I, he, 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 he was, he he was absent. He just wasn't very good. No. I mean, that's... Like, what happened? He, he Think was, of how the game started, too. He was more of a liability. He was more of a liability now. Concerning is... Outside of the close against St. John's, that's two straight games where Art Coloma has not been very good. Mm-hmm. And good on Mac. He realized that last night. He was not getting good art, and he couldn't afford to have bad art on yeah. the floor for an extended period of time. Um, I think 16 minutes? Is that all he played yeah, last night? Yeah, just under. I think it's just uh, like, yeah, Boy, 15 something. Who would have thought that Art Coloma would, against Creighton, or uh, Creighton and Marquette, would only play 16 minutes last well, night? Well, you, yeah, 15, 55. You would have thought that he would have been, again, in major foul trouble, which he wasn't, or he was injured. If I'm just looking at the box score and how everything played out, didn't see the game at all, I would have thought, oh, Coloma must have went down. Damn, that sucks. Oh, especially after the first play of the game. Yeah, exactly. With the alley hoop, you're like, this might be the Art Kaluma right? go to the NBA game, and, and he, then he, huh? went, he went to the bench. All right, forty-eight past the hour. Bronson Royal a little bit later. Scott Shanley, it's a former professional athlete uh, show today. Brandon Vogel, who was an athlete in Stromsburg at one point, will also uh, join us. It's uh, National Margarita Day on Ash Wednesday. Well, that really sucks if you gave up margaritas for for Lent. I mean, this is not a day for you. It's an amateur move. I have yet to decide. I haven't either. I'm thinking about adding stuff because you know you can add something too. You don't necessarily have to take it away. Wait wait a minute. Yeah, you can add something. I think we're of different religion. I've never heard that before. No, you can say like I'm gonna you uh, you are gonna do something. something. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't you don't add something like you know what I'm gonna take up drinking or I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna add hard alcohol. Last (laughs) year, last year I gave up the brown stuff. This year I'm gonna have more (laughs) brown stuff during Lent. No, 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 no. It's all about yeah, doing something like good. Every day. Gotcha. See, I've done the whole cliche give up sugar thing before, but the problem is my birthday always falls during Lent, and I like birthday cake. I like ice cream. Well, and I would love to give up beer, but I like fish fries. And And the tournaments in Lent. You can't give up beer during Lent. I mean, come on. They go hand in hand. I guess I could drink a Even if you're working the tournament. So something I want to give up, I made a mistake. Went to Costco and got a lot of it recently, and so there's a lot of it in my fridge. 
Is there a horse you can feed it to? Ooh, I don't know. For we discussed yesterday, for, there's no pig for about six weeks. That's sitting in my fridge, probably not going to go over so well. So, I have not yet decided. Is it food or beverage? Uh, it is food. Okay. Yeah. You got to eat it. You can't waste it. It's wasteful. I know, but you know what? I I I don't want to be struck down by lightning when I go outside. That's so got to be good. Okay. Uh, Fifty past the hour. It's mornings with uh, Sharp and Hanley at sixteen twenty. The zone.